Welcome to the bonfire in Conowin's Corner. Exploring magic with two modern witches and... Conowin Moore. Hi. <laughs> Yay! I'm Corey. <laughs> I'm Detta. And, and we did that in a real funky order, fam, so <laughs> stick with us. <laughs> it was my first me. day back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yay! And my and brain gotta... is not quite on all its cylinders. And Corey, I saw your face and went, oh, I did something different. I I just usually we go. I'm Corey. I'm Denna, and I'm Conway. Yeah. And so I just I got a little thrown, but I'm back. I'm adaptable. Oh. Tiny person. Oh, how old now? He is seven years old, and he just had a whole fit about something. I don't know what's happening. Oh, hi, the baby. Welcome back. We're so glad to have you. We missed you oh, big gosh, time. So badly. I missed you. I was all alone in my little shell back here. It's been it's so nice to see people to talk to you about all this stuff and not yeah. feel like I'm just sending this out into the ether. Thank you for having me yeah. back after a long maternity leave. I'm so happy to be back. And they, and you didn't really take leave because you still recorded and sent us stuff, which was amazing. I can't believe you could do that. You're you're awesome. I had to very awesome. I had to bring the knowledge of the stars. Yes, you did. You <laughs> I had did. to talk. I had to ask for babble with somebody. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> here we are. Hey, what's going on in Virgo season? Let's jump into Virgo season Let's if we're ready. Oh my gosh. Okay. First of all, I want to just say I think I underestimated some of the last transits because I was like, oh, it's going to be a lot more relaxed. And I don't know about you guys, but I think a lot of people have been feeling. A lot of heavy energy. I think it's starting to lighten up right now, but oof, that end of July into August was was rough for a lot of people. Yeah. And so a lot of that has to do with the Venus retrograde and that square that I was talking about, that peak climax energy of the year. I was like, okay, yeah. it's, it's lasting longer and feeling a little more heavy hitting than I expected. I'm going to get into that a little bit, but first let's say happy birthday to Virgos and start off happy. Virgo season. Happy birthday, Virgos. Happy birthday, Virgos. I have Virgos. I have two of them. I love my Virgos deeply. Uh, So Virgo season is going to start bright and early 2 a.m. Pacific time on August 23rd, 2023. And as we know, the Virgo energy, the Virgo sign is the Virgin, which... If we, if you would listen to last year's Virgo episode, I know I talked about the like root of that word and like what it actually means and how it applies to Virgo. But truthfully, like in a nutshell, it's somebody who has control and the distinction of perfection, allowing for the most valuable information and resources to come into focus. Virgos know how to find what's important and what matters. They need structure and planning in order to feel valuable and useful because Virgo ultimately just wants to help and wants to be of service and wants to assist and make things right to make things better. It's ruled by Mercury, which is the showing us the earthly manifestation of Mercury, whereas Gemini is the air manifestation. So this is like the tangible, the getting your hands dirty, the actual like doing the things that Mercury wants us to do. And what's interesting, too, is I'm reading a book right now by Barbara Hanclow about Chiron. And she makes the like association with Chiron and Virgo. And I think that's actually really on point. So if you're familiar with Chiron, or if you are a Virgo, I would suggest you get familiar with Chiron. Because Chiron mm. is the wounded healer energy, which is what everyone says. But I look at Chiron as a master, a teacher, and also a student. So somebody who he taught, I believe it was Hercules, all of the things that he was supposed to learn. Is that right? Yeah, okay. He's also a centaur. (laughs) Yes, he's also a a centaur, exactly. And they meet at the heart of the horse and the solar plexus of the human. And so it's that bringing together of the two energies. And I really just, I think that Barbara Hanclaw makes a really good point about Virgo being associated with Chiron because of the Chiron lessons that show up in astrology. So I'm going to give you all homework. If you're interested, go listen or learn about Chiron a little bit because that's a very Virgo thing for me to do. Go and study something. (laughs) But here we are. I had that urge in the newsletter this month to give homework. I wonder if that Virgo energy was just like doing a backwards thing. So I love homework. So bring it on, (laughs) Conowin. You bet. I can. I have a lot more where that came from. <laughs> and we have Mercury and Mars up in Virgo currently as we're recording this. So there's plenty of Virgo energy going around. And so because this is Virgo season, just remembering like the bigger overarching themes of this is a mutable season. So it's changeable. We're meant to 
deal with the change as we ch- change from literally summer into fall up in the northern hemisphere. This is earth en- energy. So again, a manifestation of the tangible, getting practical, getting your hands dirty. Although if you're a Virgo, you're probably cleaning them furiously afterwards. <laughs> and then uh, it's also receptive energy, which I like to remember the difference between I like using the yang and yin versus like masculine feminine it's yin energy it's receptive so allowing things to come to you and reflecting and being a little bit more internal this season versus going outward and expanding I just I find connecting with that can be helpful in order to work with the energy of the season so this is a Virgo receptive yin season and so we're going to start the season off that Venus is still in retrograde. It's in a nasty T-square with the moon and Jupiter. But I actually like that because while T-squares can be difficult, with Jupiter and the moon, it softens it. And we're actually going to be going through, this is the second Jupiter square. So we had one back in June, and now some things are getting brought up again. So thinking about this Venus retrograde, which has been really hard for people, our values and our emotions are being examined. How does this relate to your self-worth? Your self-worth is probably being questioned or your confidence. How does your own view of your self-worth, how is that showing up in your relationships and how you're handling your money, right? All of these things are like what Venus is bringing loud to the forefront. And I feel like it's very intimate. Like some of these issues feel really close to home and hard hitting for people. And everyone's just depressing a little bit, I think, or feeling depressed about it. I I have talked to a lot of people that are just really feeling the heaviness of this season. So I think Venus, when it goes in retrograde, especially in a loud sign like Leo, which is associated with the self and ego, it, it hits hard, right? So we have it in that square, but it's calling into question more of that reflection. And I think we're going to start gaining some clarity about that and figuring out a way forward. That's why things are lightening a little. But we also will have Mars opposing Neptune and trining Pluto. So what does that mean? Mars opposing Neptune is energy of action and imagination, creativity, delusion. But what can happen is you can get duped. So please be careful out there and watch for people trying to dupe you or take advantage of you. Again, really, it's something to call into question if we're dealing with these Venus retrograde themes around self-worth. Don't let yourself get taken advantage of. Don't let yourself get duped. Have the confidence to say no or question further, right? And actions may be behind like a veiled curtain. So think about what is being un- what is unseen, what is not being said. What are the actions doing that like maybe saying something else? Uh, what's not being shown to you? Because with that Mars trine Pluto, we have an opportunity here to bring to the forefront what is hidden. So you have an opportunity to look beyond the surface and see what the real story is, which is what Pluto is telling you to do. So we can all stop self-sabotaging or trying to control others. (laughs) Heavy hitting lessons for the very start of this season. But Virgo wouldn't be Virgo if it wasn't aiming for perfection. So here we are. (laughs) And with that, we'll have a Mercury retrograde starting off the season on that day. It's going to go retrograde from 21 degrees Virgo back to 8 degrees Virgo, and it will end on September 15th. So look in your chart wherever those degrees of Virgo, I'm going to say them again, 21 to 8 degrees of Virgo. Look wherever that is in your chart. And you'll gain an idea of whatever house it's sitting in. That might be the arena in which this Mercury retrograde is showing up for you most. What was the start date? It's going to start on August 23rd. So that's going to run from August 23rd to September 15th. And then we will be in the shadow. In the shadow. To September. September 15th. Great. And it's going to be in degrees 21 to 28 Voigo. 21 to 8. 21 to 8. So it goes backwards, right? So 21 degrees yeah, all the way right. back to 8 degrees. That makes sense. Yeah. No worries. It's, it's all good. Cool. Smoke has filled my brain and I'm all fuzzy. I feel fuzzy because I have a child eating at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're multitasking right? for real. Multitasking. <laughs> Dada, did you have something you were trying to tell me? Oh, I was just going to say you froze. And so oh. we didn't. Uh, That's why you, I was... Got it. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. and you Thank came you. back with shadow or something oh. like that. I was like, <laughs> oh, what yeah. was that? What I did she, what did we miss? Oh no, I was just saying it goes from then to September fifteenth, and then we enter the shadow. So that's all <sighs> that's it was. Very ominous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not meant to be ominous, but it did. Make, I made it sound ominous, didn't I? I? Love it. See, I like, like actions speaking differently than words. I don't know. May <laughs> May I ask? We yeah, usually have three Mercury retrogrades a year. Am I right on that? Correct. Yes. The and they're usually have... within the same element yeah why the hell do we have four this year what's going on oh 
I mean, it's probably because it's not perfect, right? Uh-huh. It, it's likely because the very end of the year, I believe, is when it, it yeah. hangs over into the next part of the year. So it's not a perfect system, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I believe the next one is in Capricorn. And as Capricorn season lasts from December into January. So it's more helpful to think of what element it's in and then f- yeah. focus on those seasons. Yeah. Okay, so we're fine. in Earth element this year. <laughs> So, yeah. All right. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this now. <laughs> Since we should be 13 months anyway. Went down the rabbit hole and back to Conowin. <laughs> this Mercury retrograde, I want to talk about Mercury retrograde for a second. I can't even talk <laughs> how perfectly Mercury retrograde. Anyway, the retrograde season, I feel like I've heard a lot of people talking about it and I just wanted to clarify something because I think we all need to give ourselves a break (laughs) Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are like, this is a time to slow down, to reconsider, relax, take the reword and apply it to everything. And yes, Mm -hmm. all of that is very much true. The problem with that that I find is that we don't want to in the season. You have to remember, you have to force yourself because retrograde season, are you hearing road noise? Sorry, I'll go ahead and do that again no oh you didn't hear it okay i'll do it again (laughs) so retrograde season in the plant in the sky in the planets right how they're moving it is the period where mercury is its closest to earth so mercury's influence is very very strong it's an internal planet it it orbits the sun within the realms of or earth's orbit so it's very very close and intimate with us And when it's closest to Earth, we're going to feel its influence very, very strongly. And then it moves backwards. So it's taking all the things that Mercury rules, like communication, transportation, our thoughts, our mind, our, you know, expression, and it makes them a little wonky. And then it's especially loud. So there's a lot of noise happening. And while I appreciate that, yes, we want to take the retrograde time, especially Mercury, to slow down. I think it's important to remember that you are fighting against what the energy is actually presenting because it's important to slow down because the noise is so loud. It's It can be so overwhelming. It's why we recommend don't do things like sign contracts or go travel or all those things because you're more likely to miss things. You're more likely to make a mistake. You're more likely to run into problems because the, the voltage just turned way up and there's just a lot of activity and stuff happening in a wonky way because as we see in the sky, Mercury is moving backwards. Of course, we know it's not actually moving backwards. But that's how it appears to us when it's closest to Earth within the orbit. So I think it's just important to remember, yes, retrograde is a time to slow down, but you will be fighting the energy in the universe to do that. It's not going to feel natural. It's not going to feel easy to do that. I have a hypothetical question regarding that. Let's do it. What if being safe, like not doing any of the like things you really oughtn't do like sign contracts and obviously make sure you back up all of your shit but before (laughs) say yeah say what happens hypothetically if you just lean in it's a great question retrograde energy like what happens if you just be like current take me away okay this is a twofold answer so firstly Mm -hmm. if you have mercury retrograde in your natal chart the retrograde's not going to affect you as strongly so you can probably get away with doing stuff. I am one of those lucky people. <laughs> so I have found that I can manage to do things that you normally wouldn't do during a Mercury retrograde, but because I was born with it natally, it doesn't have as bad enough effect. And I think it's because it's just wow. like my life is always Mercury retrograde. So I've learned to deal with that energy. So if you have it natally, something to consider. Now, if you don't have it natally and say you, I mean, I think that I get this question a lot. In fact, I think I get this question from more strangers than anything else about astrology is, but I have to sign a contract, but I have to have surgery, but I Mm. have to do this during a Mercury retrograde. And you know what? Life happens. And I want you to take a deep breath and say, it's okay. (laughs) You can do your life. The The purpose, like the whole reason I wanted to bring this up is for that reason, because life does have to continue and move on. So what's important is that you fight against the urge to just rush through everything. That's, that's the, the part that you have to work on. That's difficult. So Mercury retrograde is going to make it feel very urgent, feel very like right now, sign the contract immediately or get the surgery now. What I'm saying is take your time, read through it and force yourself to do it. You're going to want to just get through it and shut your eyes. Jesus, take the wheel and go. And 
The point is to not do that, but you are fighting against the energy. So it's hard. <laughs> it's not an easy thing. I don't think I don't think resting or relaxing or reconsidering or reimagining or whatever reword you want to pick for a retrograde is easy to do. I think you have to put some work and force yourself into it. And when life needs yeah. to happen, just be aware that you're fighting against that loud high voltage, need to get it done yesterday energy that the rest of the world is going to try to do to you. And take mm -hmm. your time with it. Dig your heels in a little bit and make sure you're safe and protected. And then you'll be fine. And then life will continue and it'll be okay. I think too, like what you said, give yourself a break. Because some of us, when we relax, quote, relax, <laughs> what we're really doing is sitting and doing a craft or doing like reading a book or watching a show or whatever. But the ticker tape in our head is still going very, very loud and fast. And then we feel guilty for not doing those things. So if the universe is making you feel guilty for not doing those things, remember, right now is not the time to be doing those things and to slow down and that it's okay to relax. And that's a lot easier to say than it is to do. But I think that's another important um thing to remember while you're quote quote relaxing <laughs> yeah i actually think that's a great way to use the energy though because a lot of i mean myself I'm, I'm lumping myself in this i can't relax i i don't do anything that's relaxing ever and maybe it's because my life is mercury retrograde but i would say that's taking that energy giving yourself the break of okay i'm gonna do a thing that feels busy I'm keeping myself busy, but I'm allowing myself to enjoy it and take my time with it, maybe. It, taking your time back with it and just embracing the fact that there's noise out there. Like, how do you work with that? And how do you best protect yourself? Because life is still going to keep going and we can't stop everything when Mercury retrograde happens, nor do we want to. Yeah, but Corey, thank you for that. Because yeah, <laughs> if you can actually relax, I think you should because I'm terrible and at teach it. Teach me. <laughs> yeah, Tell me how. Teach. Yes. <laughs> thank you for answering my question. Oh, yeah, of course. And I, yeah, I hope nobody minds that I jumped on a little bit of a soapbox with this. But I just, I feel like I hear astrologers talk about slowing down all the time. I'm like, it's not that easy. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a break. Yeah. But of course, as we said, Mercury retrograde, y'all know the drill not a time to be signing contracts or doing anything <laughs> like lots of travel or just be aware things are going to get delayed. Things are going to get frustrating. Things are going to be loud. People are going to want to try to rush you. Definitely try to clean out your computer before this happens. I hope you already did. Maybe if you guys, <laughs> hopefully you can put out like some reminders before the retrograde happens because this of course is coming out like once it starts on Virgo season day yeah. one. And if you do try to clean out anything or want to work on that, just be diligent and thorough and take your time, I think would be the best advice I can offer. Following Mercury Retrograde, we're going to go into a couple days of the sun opposing Saturn. Now, Saturn is currently in Pisces, and I think it's had a really sobering effect where we feel like underwater in a heavy way this year since it went in March. And with the sun opposing Saturn only happens once a year. So this is a sobering energy. It's calling into question our sense of authority. <clears throat> it's calling into question our sense of authority over ourselves, over our lives, and our sense of order. So you're having to examine your choices in a sobering way. And I would definitely recommend leaning into that energy if you can, because it you'll get a lot of clarification on that versus trying to run away from it. Although Saturn being in Pisces forces us to want to escape and get away from all of that and just drift in the ocean of <laughs> unconsciousness versus actually dealing with things in a conscious way. But I think you can really use this honestly to your advantage and know that it's going to be hard, but you can take the opportunity to gain some clarity around this. Know who the boss of you is, right? If it's not you, who is it, right? And, <laughs> and move on from that. I think all these lessons compound with Venus and retrograde too. So we're probably already questioning a little bit of this already. This August 26th through 27th time when the sun is opposing Saturn, this year once a year gut check, I think that we're going to mm. get and it's going to probably feel a little different, maybe a little heavier because Saturn's now in a new sign. But it will be in this sign for the next two and a half years. So this is the intro to what this period of gaining authority over oneself is going to look like. And what and sign is it in right now? So right now, Saturn is in Pisces. The sun okay. will be in its opposing sign in Virgo. So Got it. 
connecting with earth energy, I think will be like literal grounding. If that means mm-hmm. getting outside with your feet in the ground, that's a great way to do it. Would would be something I would definitely recommend. And August 27th, so you have August 26th and 27th as the sun is opposing Saturn, Mars is going to enter Libra. Mars is not as comfortable in Libra as it is in its opposing sign of Aries, because Aries is that warrior, go get it attitude. It has a very direct and like blunt nature. It's go get them, where Libra is its opposite. So Mars, while it's not very comfortable here, I will say it's a great opportunity to take action around seeking justice or balance or harmony, right? Taking in those Libra ideals and qualities and acting on behalf of those things, which Mm -hmm. Mars wants us to do. And just be careful that when Mars is in Libra, it can encourage us to, oh, just keep the peace, keep the harmony, make everything nice. And we resort to like passive aggression in that way. And that is not the side of Libra that we should be acting on. We should be more direct. <laughs> we should be fighting for the things we want and feeling like we can speak on behalf of ourselves. I think what's interesting about this is Mars will eventually cross over the south node. So it's drawing a attention to the nodal axis that is the collective right now. So the south node is in Libra. The north node is in Aries. So Mars being in the sign of the south node for everybody collectively is going to bring up all the things about the Libra like shadow side that we as a collective are trying to grow from. So I think just be aware that like other people might be a little bit more passive aggressive. Obviously, you're listening to this. So you have some like knowledge about this. So just be aware of that, that people may not like may try to keep the peace and end up being a little bit more gossipy or behind the scenes behind your back. Or, or not speaking on behalf of themselves also. You can take that opportunity to do that. Act on behalf of another person, other people. Invest energy into things that you find beautiful, of course, because this is Libra. So art and music and all things that inc- improve our mind. The beautiful mind is something that I associate with Libra. So if you want to mm-hmm. invest your time into that, go for it. And then on August 28th, we have we have a busy August. <laughs> August wow. 28th is a yeah, Uranus. These are all right on yeah. top of each yeah, other. They really are. I really feel like beginning of Virgo season is pretty intense. And then we're going to get slowed down a little bit. Yeah. What a thing be for happy birthday, Virgos. <laughs> yeah. 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 Surprise. Yeah. Welcome the- to the sky party. Yeah. The sky- <laughs> Honestly. Yes. Because have- then we have more retrogrades coming and then yeah. some ending, thankfully. But I will say in the last couple of years, the end of August has been a tumultuous time and that is because it centers around the Uranus retrograde which will be mm-hmm. happening this year on August 28th. In the past we've had that's when we pulled out of Afghanistan, we've had some explosive earthquakes, we've had things getting falling apart literally. Uranus is that tower card energy. It's quick, it's amputative, it's about separation and shattering. It's mind-blowing. It can be inspirational, like insight just hitting you like a bolt of lightning, but it's fast and it takes us by surprise. So please be careful. Check your foundations, (laughs) truly. That whole retrograde motion, like again, re-examining your foundations at this point, if you can do so before your August 28th, like literal earth foundations, because Uranus is going retrograde in Taurus, which it's been going retrograde in now since it entered Taurus back in 2019. The degrees for that Uh, I just wanted to say about checking your actual physical things. I know for you witches who are gardeners and and such or work a lot outside, I'm also hearing make sure all your debris is cleared up so that your risk is less of fire or pests or stuff like that. Tree fall and things. Yeah, make sure, especially if you're in a windy place or a place with fire, make sure your trees are trimmed away from the house and all of all of that stuff that goes along with foundational work. Just wanted to throw that out. I'm so glad Thank you said you. that because I literally just had a tree fall in our yard. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah it was big, too. It was a big one. It from fell, a like, away from the house, thankfully. But, yeah, it was oh. it was a big one. So Was it a windstorm? We, I think it was, like, because of some of the wind, but it was pretty top-heavy. We live in a very wooded area so we get a lot of trees falling but it was a big one so it's crazy you said that oh my god yeah please go do the go do those things (laughs) so when in relation to the earth right uranus being that breaking apart energy that falling energy 
that it's going to be an important time to assess before that happens on August 28th. Those degrees are going to be 23 back retrograde to 19 degrees, and the retrograde will end on January 27th. So August 28th through January 27th. I find with your... Yep. Sorry. What, one more time, those degrees are... It's going to be Taurus 23 degrees back to 19 degrees. So it's not going to move very far, but... Taurus. Yeah. Got it. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. No, I'm so it's sorry. good. It's I'm so trying good. to take really good notes. Here's what I love about that, Corey. We, it, that means that listeners are doing that right along with you. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. I'm awesome. trying to be. I'm trying to be more fastidious with my note taking, and also I've begun my shadow work stuff, mm-hmm. and working with my shadow work tarot, and I'm trying to incorporate all of not all of the things that would be insane and overwhelming but i'm trying to incorporate this incredible gift you give us every month into the other work i'm doing and my note-taking skills are the old gray mare she ain't what she used to be you know what i'm saying thank you for your help Taurus 23 to 19, 828 until but you haven't said until yet so i will wait uh until january 27th and no that's my birthday Hey, that's when it ends. So it's going to be a crazy time. <laughs> Hopefully a good crazy Fuck. time. <laughs> I've not looked at the transits for that day, but we got to do your solar return. <laughs> Please. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, I was going to go into a little bit of Uranus retrograde, like what else to be aware of. But yeah. thank you for like slowing me down and asking what the dates are, because I, I, I know I talk lightning fast. So thank you all. <laughs> Listen to me at half speed if you have to. Uh <laughs> Yeah, right. But I, I appreciate when you do that, because I can go back and say it very clearly and make sure that I'm being clear. But Uranus, when it goes retrograde, I find personally that when it's retrograde, it doesn't have as strong of an effect. It's more of, again, that reconsidering effect, revolutionizing the things that we want to do, but on the back surface. So it's more of an internal place of us thinking about what we want to do versus what we're actually going out and doing when Uranus is direct through half of the year. But the time in which it's stationed, so when it's stationing retrograde or stationing direct, so it looks like it's crawling to a slow point in the sky. Remember, that is when Uranus is its most potent. That's why we typically have some crazy stuff happen at the end of August every year. And that's just going to be a time that I say, please be careful out there. And check for things that could potentially go wrong because that would be the time that they (laughs) when Uranus would surprise you and I think what's interesting about this is we're going to have and I'm going to discuss this in a minute but Jupiter also going retrograde in Taurus and I just I have this feeling that this retrograde we may start actually seeing some steps forward because I feel like it's been a lot of oh, this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this mm-hmm. is wrong every year, and then us having to think about that, but nothing really happening. As as Uranus moves through the midpoint of Taurus and starts getting into the later degrees, it's going to be more about, okay, so what are we actually doing to revolutionize, to restructure, to do all the things that we say we keep doing? While it's going to be challenging us for us to examine that, I think we might actually start seeing some steps forward in how we can do that, especially around physical resources and the earth, because that is the sign of Taurus. Massachusetts did a 4%, only 4% taxation of the super wealthy who are still not paying the same percentage of taxes that all of us are. And they are able to fund statewide free lunches for the entire school systems. Yeah. I mean, that's, come on, you Frickin' billionaires, get on board and stop hoarding your money. Anyway, so hopefully, and food is yes. a big one. That is, yeah. I think we've we've had issues around food and medicine for the last mm-hmm. couple of years, and so I think that's going to be a really big one that needs to get restructured and yep. looked at again. So thank you for bringing that up. It's a great example. So right after that, we have the full moon. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> August thirtieth will be our full moon in Pisces. Corey, you're looking at me a little confused. I want to make sure oh, I just right. you you were like, and then Jupiter will be retrograde, and oh, I just want to know. If I, haven't, we're I haven't there yet. No, we're not okay, there yet. Great, great, great. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. Yeah, so we'll t- we'll talk about Jupiter and retrograde, but it's not quite there because we have this big old full full moon in the meantime in the middle. 
on August 30th. It'll happen uh, exact at 6.36 p.m. And it's in Pisces at 7 degrees. So check where 7 degrees Pisces is in your chart. That will give you an idea of what those themes around the full moon are going to be. Remember, full moon, of course, is going to be a lot of energy. That moon is illuminated to her glory. And that means things can get weird. (laughs) I don't know. For me personally, a lot of the last full moons have been a little bit wild. Now with two children, it's oh, that's what they mean when like full moon energy is is at its peak. It's exciting. Uh, So I will say this. Oh, go ahead. Pisces at what degree? Seven degrees. Seven degrees. Yes. So early Pisces, right at the start of the Virgo season. And that moon is opposing the sun in Virgo. So it's at Pisces at seven degrees. I will say this moon is a bit of a harder full moon, but I think it's going to be quieter overall. It's just and again, sobering because we've got Saturn in Pisces too. So Saturn adds a lot of weight and like oppression, depression to what's going on. And so I think it's just going to feel a bit heavier, whether that be like a quiet evening to yourself or you just have a lot of emotions and need to cry, or maybe some stuff is happening that is causing you to feel the weight of emotions around. I just, I, I foresee that happening. So please protect yourselves and and be careful and uh, protect those around you as well. And just take it slow. (laughs) Saturn encourages us to slow down, right? So take it slow a little bit here. It may call forward feelings um, from a few days earlier when the sun was opposing Saturn, you might have a, a resurgence of whatever you were going through at that point. And typically, whenever Saturn's involved, it's an issue around authority figures. So who is the boss of you? Is it your boss at work? Is it you? Is it your dad? Is it your mom? Is it your dog? Whoever it is, (laughs) that's something that might be called into question. Uh, And the waters here are a little bit murky. Again, emotions are high. So there's probably going to be a desire to escape and get lost in either sort of a Virgo detailed, like minute level obsession, or perhaps a Pisces fantasy, and you just want to escape. So please be responsible and take care of yourselves. uh, And reflect and gain clarity here if you can. I mean, again, the full moon is about illumination. So things may be coming to light. And I would say that Jupiter provides us a nice way out of the murky waters here. So start with your beliefs. Do something that might feel a little bit out of the box or think about a solution that might feel like a little bit challenging to yourself, a little bit out of your comfort zone. There's some nice energy here to work with creativity and sort of divine inspiration to get you out of whatever rut you might be feeling. So even if it's just like a day of, I don't know, like free writing or something, just see what comes to the surface in all these murky waters, you may be surprised. And I think that if you start with that or like around your beliefs or some sort of a spiritual quest that you go on in that night in some sort of a meditation, I think that could be actually really exciting for you. So try doing that and then also connect with earth energy. There's a lot of murky water. So grounding is always a good idea. This is happening for me in my very murky 12th house. So I will be taking all this very seriously (laughs) and probably thinking having an existential crisis because that's that house. Dada, this is happening for you in that deep place in the fourth house. So this is your roots. This is your family. This is your traditions, your ancestry. This goes way, way, way back. Think about your karma in a way, stuff you're bringing from all of of the past into your place right now. So that's going to be happening there. It's also my twins' birthday. Oh, my gosh. That day. I know. I know. Wow. That's exciting. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Keep going. No, that's, I'm, I love that. Like, it, it's obviously resonating already and it hasn't even happened yet. I hope that they have a wonderful birthday yeah. and that everything stays safe. And Corey, for you, this is happening in your fifth. This is the house of joy and fun and all things pleasure, like childlike joy. Children also exist in this house, too. But yeah, I would I would like take that and have a fun time with it if you can because would you like to know what I am doing that evening I would love to know I'm going to the Janelle Age of (gasps) Pleasure tour concert how perfect (laughs) I have crocheted a very cool kind of slutty mesh outfit that I'm gonna be wearing I'm very excited about and I'm just gonna go vibe with a lot of other people who are just their vibe and it's gonna be the best night ever (laughs) and then the next two nights I am also going to shows Big time fun for me at the end of this month. It's going to be a great weekend <laughs> or yes. week or whatever. And it is. I found out that we're off that Monday. So I accidentally gave myself a five day weekend. Oh, yeah. Perfect. 
my boss was like, sure, accidentally. And I was like, shut up, Greg. You know it was an accident. I never know what's going on. Greg, let me live my life. <laughs> there you have it, folks. I'm an astrologer. I know things. Yeah. <laughs> Psychic. No, that always like scares me too when I hear I'm like, oh, shit, I'm like actually pretty good at this. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm the last person to believe that, I promise. Anyway, that sounds amazing for you, Corey. On September 3rd, Venus is finally going to station direct in Leo at 12 degrees. This retrograde has especially sucked, I think, for a lot of people. Although I will say, I do think it's absolutely perfect that the Barbie movie came out during this time because what a beautiful showing of feminine energy. This is by no means new for me to say. A lot of astrologers have talked about this, but I just wanted to reiterate on here. The Barbie movie coming out during a Venus retrograde, looking back into the history of a very feminine icon and seeing Venus played out beautifully. How perfect. We love that that started our Venus retrograde, but I think everyone's going to feel a lot better, a lot lighter, a lot happier, a lot less vulnerable and self-conscious and insecure when Venus finally moves direct on September 3rd. But the day later on September 4th is going to be when Jupiter goes into retrograde. Jupiter retrograde isn't that bad. (laughs) Jupiter spends a lot of the year in retrograde. So it's not going to have that heavy hitting. I think, again, Venus being that really personal planet hits us to our heart like deeply. Jupiter is about our beliefs and our morals. It's a little it's meant to be big. In fact, it's meant to be big, big. It's the biggest planet. Right. And so it's going to feel a little bit bigger than ourselves and not necessarily so hard hitting to whatever we might be going through. I do think, again, it's going to be interesting having it in Taurus because with Uranus sort of testing our foundations and revolutionizing some things, Jupiter is going to say, okay, what do we actually believe about this? Like, where are our morals here? Where is our direction going? Where are we expanding to? How can we actually take the things we say we care about and put them into action? Uh, And so we may see a emphasis here on actually where we're going because Jupiter has not been in retrograde in Taurus since Uranus has been in Taurus. So now we're getting a double hit of both Jupiter and Uranus in Taurus in retrograde. So I'm hoping to see some actual headway here on actions being brought forth versus just everybody talking about how much the world sucks. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think that'll be refreshing. It's going to be retrograde from 15 degrees back to five degrees. And the retrograde will be from September 4th to December 30th. So just in time for the new year. Dang. I just I know there's so much guys. <laughs> a busy, busy season. It yeah, is. It is. We're going to slow down in a second, thankfully, because we just have the new moon and then like a couple small things and that's it. But we're, we're almost there. So Let's get I think this, it's it awesome done. and thank you for taking so much time with us you busy oh, mom you I was doing this season going like this is a lot of transits but I want to talk about it because it's I love it's it. gonna feel like a lot um okay cool I'm gonna jump into new moon on September 14th that brings us to the new moon now I actually really like this new moon it's in a trine with Uranus so that's like more harmonious energy around breakthrough and new insights, inspiration, changing things up, a revolution. It's happening for me actually on my descendant. <laughs> so Virgo 21 degrees is it's very heavy hitting for myself. And I'm like, oh, that'll be really interesting when I go to physical therapy that day. And so, <laughs> it, But it, you have the potential here to really make a breakthrough and how perfect for a new moon, I think, especially in Virgo. Virgo energy, again, is about the like, striving for perfection. And while perfection, of course, doesn't exist, I think there's something to be said for like the Virgoan ability to take small tasks and small things like details and put them together to make a greater whole, right? I mean, I think about like the book Atomic Habits. That's the thing I see with this new moon where you can piece together a new routine or a new mundane regimen or habit that you want to create and start that and like really see a breakthrough from it or have it come from, oh, I need to do this thing in order to actually improve my life in a very practical way. So I have a lot of hope for this new moon. I like it a lot. Venus will be squaring Jupiter, although it's not quite exact yet. So we're approaching that square. It's the third square. So we're probably going to be seeing some sort of resolution or like ending or culmination of stuff that we've been developing over the summer. Again, it went square for the first time back in June, and then it hit the square again a few days earlier in August, and then will be the third square after it goes direct at this time in around September 16th, 17th. So we're going to start feeling it around the new moon on the 14th. 
So Mars will also be sextile Venus around this time. So there's a good collaboration between like masculine feminine energy or receptive expansive energy, however you want to look at that. Action towards things that we want to attract is going to feel easy and collaborative and uh, just things are growing here. I see a lot of growth in this new moon. Anything that touches Uranus, I'm usually like, be careful. I think allow yourself to be open to some new insight here and let it guide you forward to whatever new approach that you want to take. And remember, with Virgo, it doesn't matter how small it is. It's still important. It still matters. And every step you take toward a better future is a good step to take. So Mm. acting on behalf of that, that's going to be at 6.40 p.m. on September 14th. And again, at 21 degrees Virgo. As I said, that's my descendant, literally. So it lives in my seventh house. That's going to be around relationships and the other people. It's also around like marriages and contracts and things. Detta, for you, this is happening in your 10th house. So this is house of legacy career, all the things that you're trying to attain for. So you can start the month or the start the season off down the fourth where things are like very private and you move into the world stage up there. So whatever steps you're taking in that arena of your career and legacy are good ones to take. I hope you have a fantastic breakthrough in whatever that looks like. Corey, for you, this is happening in your 11th house. That's the house of hopes, dreams, wishes, communities, organizations, friendships. Basically, once you've put like all the things out there into the world, how do they like affect the world and how does the world affect you? So again, being Virgo, whatever small or perhaps like step-by-step thing you want to take, or maybe it's just a quest for making something better and more improved in that arena of your life. I hope that you have a wonderful breakthrough and have a great time. (laughs) Do you know what is so funny? Do you know what is just so funny that I just had a little aha moment about? Is that in therapy this last week, currently it is the 20th of August. I, my therapist and I were talking and I was talking a little bit about like how I'm having a hard time finding happy or content um, unless I'm actively doing something that means I don't have to think about all of the things that stress me out. I'm not able to find happy and content and also hold in my brain at the same time the world, which is rough. And so if anybody out there is feeling that way, same. And so we were talking about doing the next small thing, like the next right thing, just the next little step. And it's very funny that this is all about those little details and those little steps and those little actions. And then at the end of the month in the new moon being like, and here you go. Yeah. I will. I mean, I know that that doesn't mean the work is done on the, on the, what, the 14th, but it is nice to be like, okay, maybe there is something bigger working towards that will be like a big happy moment in this process. And then we'll get back to the process and it'll be great. So I'll be looking out around that time. That's very, very interesting to me. Because also the cards are telling me that, which is like so annoying. (laughs) How dare you, cards? (laughs) How dare you all come for me? (laughs) In the words of Romeo Montague, I defy you, stars. (laughs) I think that's such a perfect example of how that exactly what I'm talking about. So thank you for sharing that. Because Thank you. Yeah, no, you bet. And it sounds like you're moving in the total right direction. And hopefully you have a breakthrough around, like you said, the bigger picture around that and holding that like it with with inside of you that yes, you're going toward this bigger thing that is wonderful, no matter what little steps you take to get there in the process. So that's awesome. And again, people look for 21 degrees Virgo in your chart and whatever house that's in can give you an idea of how the energy is manifesting in your life and you can apply it a little bit more directly to yourself. Hopefully that is helpful. And as I said, we're moving shortly after that new moon, the square between Venus and Jupiter will be exact on September 16th and 17th. So again, thinking back to June and then the end of August, what might have been coming up for you in this whole Venus retrograde story and hopefully it's coming to a resolution and a happy conclusion and you're able to move on stronger and better for it. At the end of this season, between September 18th and 20th, the sun will be opposing Neptune and trine Pluto. So earlier in the season, Mars was doing that. Now the sun's going to make that same position. And so, again, watching for deception, right? Whenever something is opposing Neptune, we're dealing with illusions, deceptions, illusions, 
there could be like a lack of restraint or boundaries around this or unrealistic expectations or promises made by people. Just be on the lookout for this. And again, it's interesting with Mars and Libra talking behind people's backs (laughs) and a passive aggressiveness here, like just be on the lookout during this time because with the sun also trining Pluto, things are likely to come to the surface that may be a little ugly or be like, Oh, shocking or be something that is, is not as appealing. And have your eyes open around this time. And it may have to do with self-sabotage. It may have to do with manipulation or controlling of others, whether you're doing that or somebody else is doing that. And do you have an opportunity to use your power for good? I, I think take the opportunity to use your power for good because Pluto is always around power, but that doesn't mean that everyone else will be. So just be on the lookout at the end of the season. And from there, we will move into Libra season on September 23rd and the fall equinox, which will occur at 11.50 p.m. Bring on the fall, everybody. (laughs) I like Libra season because it's my rising sign and I'm trying to like lean into my rising sign a little bit. Do it. Yes. I love that for you. Would you like to know the magical days? Just so like. I would love to know the magical days. Magic into this. <laughs> oh, I so, love it. It's one of my favorite parts, Connor. I'm, I'm never going to forget it again. I know I did it once and I'll never forget it because I felt terrible. It plagued me all month. <laughs> yeah, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure I bring like multiple options now going forward. So on that note, my favorite day, it's a little bit of a quieter day, but I just actually I shouldn't say it's quieter. It has less aspects to it overall, mm. but it has the potential to be a big day. And hopefully full of lots of Jupiterian luck and joy and jubilance. But September 4th is a really nice day. The moon will be in Taurus. It will be conjunct Jupiter. It'll be... Okay, I just had to make sure that that was right. It will be trying the sun and Mercury over in Virgo. So lots of good Earth energy. And because that's when Jupiter is stationary, that energy is very potent. So please be careful because Jupiter tends to make big things happen, bigger everything. But I mean, hell, for magic on this day, go big or go home, right? (laughs) I think it has a lot of opportunity here. And Jupiter being the planet of luck and expansion, I think there's a really nice, especially with Moon and Taurus to conjunct that. That's a lot of growth energy, a lot of Earth manifestation, tangible energy. And Venus will no longer be in retrograde on that day you can manifest your heart's content safely i would say that uh, i'll be sure to check in with you my fellow taurus moon yes. yeah what a sweet moment yes yeah. I love that. That my, my wonderful taurus moons in here mm. yeah shout out to all taurus moons people <laughs> i feel like i attract you like crazy i have like, five others in my life it's wow wild. i know it's weird. almost like your it's almost like your chaotic ass needs grounding and nurturing <laughs> I have no response to that. What? That what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I needed. Thank you. <laughs> I would say a close second to that is actually a few days earlier. So like the evening of August 31st into early on the 2nd of September, like really early. So I'm like mostly September 1st is that peak period. The moon will have moved off of the the harshness <laughs> of that full moon, like conjunct with Saturn a little bit. I think it'll feel a little lightened after that, but it will be conjunct to Neptune. So escaping into that dreamy place, it's going to be in sextile with Uranus and also with Pluto. So there's some really spicy, interesting inspiration or insight you can have, or you can also very easily dive into Anything occult, anything like connected to Pluto. So that's the shadow realm. If you're doing some shadow work here, it's in a favorable aspect with that. It's collaborative. So it's a nice opportunity, I think, to do some magic. Jupiter will also be trying Mercury. So communication, while Mercury will be retrograde, it's going to be in a nice aspect to Jupiter. So I think that retrograde, that refreshing, re-envisioning, all the re-words in conjunction with Jupiter's energy is going to feel really good here. And just everything feels very Mm. harmonious during this time to me. So it's not directly on that full moon. It's like the days right after it. Um, And then when the moon moves into Aries at the end of that, uh, it will be trying Venus. So Mm. you get a nice like spark at the end of that, a lot of fire energy there. So I think that'll be a nice period of again, August 31st, that evening into like very early on September 2nd. 
And then third choice, <laughs> I have a number of choices. See, there's good in this. I think there's good mm-hmm. in this month. It's just, mm-hmm. it's busy. Um, September 20th is another nice day. And I would also say that new moon is another good one. Like it's a good new moon to work on any manifestation. But a few days later on September 20th, I liked even more because even though we have that sun opposing Neptune, opposing Neptune isn't always a bad thing. It can really open up the mind for creativity and imagination. And like you think escape and fantasy, and that can be really fun too. So taking advantage of that and using it well, the moon will be in the depths of Scorpio. It will be sextiling with Pluto and the sun. So our heart's in the right place to do some really deep work and really go somewhere fantastical. So you can make nice use of a sun opposing Neptune. It's just something to be aware of to look out for others. So again, September 4th is my main day I would go for, but those other options, I think there's a lot of magic in those days you can take advantage of. Wow. Amazing. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Yay. Magic day. We end on a good note. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I love that too. And all those dates are, are good. Weekend's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about that. We have friends that we're going to be seeing, Corey, on the 4th, but I will still check in with you, and especially since you've just seen all those fabulous concerts, yeah. I will need to hear everything. Yeah, yeah. so basically here's what that week looks like. <laughs> baby. Janelle Monet on the 30th, mm. and then I've taken off Thursday, Friday, and apparently Monday, because that's <laughs> given to us. So Janelle Monet on the 30th. The Adventure Zone on the 31st. My brother, my brother, and me on the 1st. Nap. And then Sunday, I'm helping my friend with a party. Oh, fun. And then Monday, I'm off. So big, big fill up my social cup energy. I will say I am going to all three of those events by myself because I love to take myself on dates because I'm worth it. And I'm a really great girlfriend. (laughs) Yes. And so... I have a friend who will be at the McElroy shows and we're like sitting really close to each other. So that's gonna be exciting. But like it's it's going to be fun to just be around people and fill up my cup and enjoy a concert and a live show because that energy is so good. And I'm really looking forward to that. Gosh. Yeah. I hope all of you out there will be having a fabulous time. And Conalyn, how fun to be able to talk with you again during this and see your beautiful face and the lovely little cancer baby right there. Oh, you all. Adorable. Baby's got a fuzzy little head and big, humongous brown eyes. I just want to squeeze those cheeks. Squeeze those cheeks. I want to squeeze the cheeks. (laughs) Oh. I love babies. Hey, everyone. We're going to let mom go rest now after that big, long, wonderful, busy season. And until next time, be well, act with intention, and don't forget, you are magic.